Hello, Marvelites. Welcome back to a new episode of This Week in Marvel. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Uh, ben Morse, editor of Marvel.com, and we've got some special guests with us today. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is DMC, and the place to be, and the only place for you to be is right here rocking with the marvelous world of Marvel Comics. You we didn't even have to script that. That was perfect. <laughs> yeah, Did you write that earlier today? <laughs> that was yeah. good. Was and and you I'm not going to rhyme. <laughs> my, my name is Edgardo, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Daryl Makes Comics, and I'm here with Daryl, a.k.a. DMC. It's pretty cool. Thank you for coming. I mean, Thanks for having me. We, this we is heard crazy. This was popping up, and I was like, what? This yeah, is very yeah. cool. And then I saw your, yeah. you know, your tweeting out, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. what? That's a great gig. So yeah. I'm very excited for you guys. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about uh, Daryl Makes Comics. Well, before I started on this hip-hop career, Mm. before hip-hop came over the bridge and changed my life, you know, I was a normal kid living in lower suburban middle-class Queens. I went to Catholic school. I went to Catholic school my whole life, by Mm. the way. But I didn't just become a rapper. I became one of the greatest rappers in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't sell drugs, wasn't in the gang, none of that. But um, before this whole hip-hop thing started with me, it was just growing up being a kid in comic books. And I used to just spend countless... My whole existence was going to school, coming home, eating, and then sitting there reading Marvel comics and then trying to draw all the characters. And that's what I did from probably, like, age... I think it started, like, second grade, maybe. Because in kindergarten and first grade, I could only draw in stick figures. <laughs> so I used to read a comic book and draw in stick figures, and my imagination would say, this sure. is the Hulk, but then... Yes. My mother, she brought me a sketch pad. Mm -hmm. So I used to just sit there, read the Hulk, read Spider-Man, read Captain America, read uh, Luke Cage, and I would try to, you know, recreate, you know, the Marvel characters. And it was just the whole world of Marvel that, you know, is the whole part of my inspiration of of my childhood. Did you ever try, because I know for myself, I used... Uh, tracing paper because that's how that you start. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. you, you start. That's shapes. real funny. How do you know all this? Yeah, how do you know all this? We all, all, all did it. <laughs> yeah, it's no, it started trip. with tracing paper. I used yeah. to go to the local drugstore, the local candy store yeah. when they still had those, yeah. and you would buy the tracing paper and you would start. Then you you would trace it first, and then you trace and color it. Yeah, yep. And then and eventually, that's exactly what yeah. happened to me. Because tracing paper was hard tracing. to get. Yeah. yeah well, that's, that's, that was and it was. evolved into me eventually just getting the um, the sketch pads with the white paper mm-hmm. and just you know if you listen to if you listen to King of Rock, mm-hmm. uh, Run DMC's second album, on, there's a rap in there when DJ Run goes, "I'm DJ Run, I can scratch." I go, "I'm DMC, I can draw." <laughs> besides rapping, that's, that's what I can do. That so, was real gangster. Yeah, <laughs> for real. But it was yo Marvel Comics was my whole existence, and people always ask, I never knew why. But not always ask me. People always tell me, yo, DMC, the, the reason why you're so attracted to Marvel because it was the city. It was New York City. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I can relate to the images. I can relate to the backdrops. I can relate to the background. You know, looking at the pages of Marvel Comics was like looking out my front door. Sure. And every, you know, the subways, the trains, the buildings. I remember there was a particular episode of Deathlock in... Mm-hmm. It was in, you know, it was the city after the, the Holocaust or whatever with the mutants running around. And I'll never forget this. It's still vivid in my memory. There was a a, 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 a window of him walking, and you could see the MetLife building in the background. Yeah. And then once I started as Run DMC, I would always go to Park Avenue, and I would look down <laughs> Park Avenue, 
and I would always remember, wow, Marvel yeah. caught that, and it always stuck with me. So yeah. is that something you were aware of as you were reading? You said people pointed out to you. That's why you liked Marvel, because it was set in New York City. Was that something right. when you were reading as a kid? No, like, no. Okay, but now so I put two and two together. Yeah, got it. Now, but you know, but now when I look back at you know episodes of Spider-Man swinging by the Brooklyn Bridge, mm-hmm. but the reason why I don't think I took notice of it, those comics were real to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 those comic books, I went to Catholic school as a straight-A student, five and six stars on the forehead, on the road, <laughs> that whole thing. But, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, you still you go, you go went through all the things that the kids go through now with bullying and the peer pressure. And comics, you know, gave me that release, but at the same time, it gave me confidence. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it educated me. You know, Captain America in the world, the Red Skull, Nazis in World War II, the war, taught me more than a, a social studies a history book could mm-hmm. teach me. Um, Tony Stark, X-Men, um, Silver Surfer, Galactica, and all of these, you know, Marvel, the comic books educated me on science. It was yeah. like learning school. <laughs> you know, it was way, it was much more cool than in school, yeah. even to the point when you look back now. And, you know, they used to look at the kids that read comic books It was in their quiet only world. There's something wrong with him. He's weird and all of that. <laughs> But now we run the world. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, great. and and that was the thing. But I think that's the beautiful thing about it. It inspired you, it motivated you, it educated you, but it also empowered you. Yeah, you know, it got to the point where, um, you know, I'm thinking, you know, okay, if this bully come over here today and try to take my money, I'm going upside his head like the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it was just that that whole relationship. And then after, you know. What happened with the comic books and me is this. Me and my brother, we had this huge collection of comic books, right? So hip-hop comes over the bridge. At first, I wanted to be a DJ. I heard Grandmaster Flash do the equipment, mm-hmm. so I wanted to be a DJ. But me and my brother, we didn't have no DJ equipment. First, this was my first business venture. But we had this huge collection of comic books. So we did a comic book sale. We sold the majority of the comic books. My brother still got the valuable ones, like the ones yeah. that mean something. That he, you know, the, those books that he couldn't give up. Yeah. But um, we sold. We did a comic book sale and brought two turntables and a mixer. So, you know, I went into this hip hop thing full time. I was just talking to the CEO of the Post, editor in chief of the Post. He's a comic book guy. Sure. When we we in a meeting talking about some business and some marketing stuff, and I mentioned comic books. Up, oh, whole meeting changed to talk about <laughs> comic books, and he said he learned to write. He said he learned his editing skills, his writing skills to be a publisher for comic books. Same thing with me. When I first got into hip-hop, I wanted to be a DJ. Then I noticed the rapping MC thing went along with it. So I used to just write rhymes. If you listen, like if you listen to King of Rock, if you listen to Hit It Run, if you listen to Rockbox, crash through walls, come through floors, bust through ceilings, and knock down doors. Like when it's time for, for me to write a rhyme, I would always go, okay, how would Iron Man do this? And what would Spider-Man do? And what would the Hulk do? So that whole persona was consistent in my whole being, mm-hmm. in my, you know, my adult life, in my, 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 my creative life. Sure. Did you ever go back and buy those old comics that, you know, you guys had to sell off when you were younger? No, were you able to, you I, did, I didn't. The last, the last comics that I was into when I just went full-time writing rhymes, the last thing that I followed was Deathlock. Deathlock to destroy it. That was amazing oh, yeah. to me. And that was before um, 
you know, all the cyborg stuff and all the vampires and the zombies things. Like, I'm always wondering, well, I'm liking zombies. But Deathlock, he would go down into the subway and fight the mutants and stuff like that in an apocalyptic world. Yeah, it was awesome. It's cool. It's, it's, it's interesting because you mentioned such a wide range of characters. Like, you know, we'll get people in here and someone, mm-hmm. sometimes they'll just know Thor or just know Iron Right, no, Captain Marvel. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I read everybody. Yeah. yeah I, was, I, was, I was one of those kids that would sit down and just read encyclopedia. Yeah. Was there, so I couldn't just focus on one. Was there any, yeah, I was going to say, were, did you have any favorites or was it just whatever's out this week, whatever's at no, the No, no, no. My store? favorites was Captain America. Mm-hmm. I used to just spend hours trying to draw Sal Bushima. Yeah. Bushima. Favorite artist of all time. Cool. He, his, his work defined. Yeah. Like some people before me, is Jack Kirby. Sal, and he drew all of them. I mean, yeah. it was some about yeah. his art that was just so defining. But um, still Captain it, America, Iron Man, Spider Man, Hulk, wasn't really a big Thor guy <laughs> in Avengers. Captain Marvel, Luke Cage, um, Iron Fist, <laughs> and then Deathlock. Oh, but my, my, my top two would be Captain America. And Hulk. Remember when we talked about uh, the the Sons of the Tiger? Remember that series? Yeah. White the White Tiger. I oh, forgot, yeah. right? That yeah. was on the. That was right before hip hop hit me too. But, yeah. <laughs> but see, I read everything because it was crazy yeah, to no me. Kidding. If I was reading Spider Man and they introduced Daredevil, up yeah. Daredevil was in the yeah. collection. <laughs> so I was that type of guy that, as these guys got introduced in the universe, I had to go see where this was going and. You know, where did this guy come from? For me, it was just about the whole universe, all those personalities and everything. Yeah. Do you uh, Have you seen the movies? Do you get to watch, you know? Yes, like, I saw the Avengers. I saw the first two Hulks, but the new movies are way better. Than, I wish they do the Hulk over <laughs> the way they're doing them now with the Avengers. <laughs> that would be so sick right now. It, you know, the, the, the first two Hulks was okay, but after seeing the Avenger Hulk, it's like, yo... The, the Avenger Hulk, even though he don't say to you, he got some personality. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. that. It was great. I mean, that's Mark Ruffalo. He just he yeah. nails the characters. Yeah, he nails the Bruce Banner. And then the way they got the Hulk, where he said, you know, because the, uh, the Hulk was cool, too, reading it, because he would puny humans. He, he was kind of sarcastic, like, uh, you know, the Hulk. Like the, he, had pers- he had a life, too. And I think as these movies progress, they can start giving the Hulk more personality. Hopefully you hear him talk, you know, a little more and stuff like that. But the movies was great. The Iron Man movies is great. It's just great to see, but nothing beats the comic. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, beats the comic. <laughs> nothing beats that scene. Um, there was a there was an Iron Man issue where Iron Man fought the Submariner, mm. and Submariner is on a dock. It's a dock by the water with the little fish shed there. And they got it. They drew Iron Man coming out the sky in a long <laughs> arc into the Submariner, coming out the other side. Nothing just be, you know, just yeah. nothing beats experiencing that. You know, yeah. what I'm saying now, hopefully they start taking that that, that um, you know, those special effects to that level. I hope so too. Yeah, and the Hulk versus the Thing. Oh, oh it's classic. That was one of those books that I paid for. I forgot I had to save my money to get that. <laughs> That's when I was really into it. Was just completely comic books, nothing else. Comic books in school, and the Hulk versus the Thing was a black cover, I believe, with the Hulk and the Thing on the cover, and it was a black background. I think it was Fantastic oh, yeah. Four. Yep, yep, yep. Was the you're issue. About. You know what I'm talking? It was yep. black. Fantastic Four with the Hulk and thing on the cover. Yeah, it was, I think it was the 80s. 
Yeah. yeah. 70s or 80s. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, I remember that cover? But see, all of them, you know, those comic books were just so vid- vivid and stuff like that. And it was just, it was great how they incorporated current. You know, to me, the comic books are way better than reading a newspaper <laughs> <laughs> or a school book or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, so it was, it was always there. So um, over the years, you know, when I started in hip hop globally here in the States, Asia, Germany. There was there was always these dudes that would come up to me. Yo, D, I got this hip hop comic, hip hop comic book, and then you know, tell I met Eduardo, Eduardo, Eduardo. Eduardo. <laughs> <laughs> tell I met Ed. <laughs> you know, I, I, I would I would always say, okay, there's there's so many people in hip hop and metal and other genres that are you know comic book guys, but specifically hip hop. I would always get these guys hip hop comic books and it would intrigue me. Wow, mm-hmm. this is great. But then it would die and it would die and it would die and it would die and it would die. And then I started thinking, you know, why ain't this hip hop comic book attempt working? Then I discovered why it's failing. You don't make a hip hop comic book, you make a comic book first. You be true to the authentic, authentic presentation and publication, artwork, writing, scripts ideas, the whole presentation has to be a comic book first. Now, if it happens to just to be themed that the hip-hop is the particular culture, then it'll be successful because then it's universal. But when you set out to say, I'm going to make the first successful hip-hop, once you label it, you destroy it. It's got to be complete comic book first. And I've always wanted to do one, but I guess the reason why we decided to do this now, the timing is right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they kind of you know, suit me up. D, think about what you did with hip-hop and rock and roll, what you did with Aerosmith, <laughs> you know, what you did with those two cultures, what we did with Adidas, you know, sneaker culture, and then it's possible to do the same thing with comic books. And if anybody could do it, you could do it. And the whole thing came about, like, I just went to the New York Post and was sitting with the CEO, editor-in-chief, and he revealed, as soon as I said comic book, you should see the room change. We forgot about all the guys in the room. We be over now. We the best boys, right, Eric? Right? By the end of the meeting, I'm over with the editor in chief of the post. We talk about comic books and I love it. this and that. So how I got to be here at Marvel via Ed is, uh, me and my manager, we was going to Atlantic. We was going to Atlantic Records, Warner Brothers for a music meeting for one of these. You know, we shopping some artists. So I go in and I meet with Riggs Morales. And he's like, oh, you know, DMC, love you, this and that. <laughs> I met you a couple of years in the airport. You were so nice to me, whatever. So he said, yo, before we do the meeting, I want to fan out a little bit. You know, what was this like being DMC, whatever, whatever? Uh, me and Run and Jay, rest in peace, whatever, whatever. Then he goes, what was it like for you as a kid? Well, you know, I was a normal little kid, went to Catholic school my whole life, and I was in the comic books. <laughs> Should have never sat down. <laughs> it was over for the artist. It was over for the artist because the next three hours was me and Rick sitting there talking about comic books. Oh, Spider Man, isn't that? <laughs> oh, and then Rick's, oh, man, you, you, you know, if you ever wanted to, if anybody could do it, you could do it. This man. Long story short, yo, I got this guy that you want to meet. Meet Eduardo, then me and Eduardo sit there for three hours and talk about comic books. And we go back to Riggs, now we sit there for six hours and talk about comic books. And finally came to the point, let's do it. And I said, the only reason that I would even attempt to do it is. It's not even about DMC. Rappers will mess stuff up. <laughs> it's not about the rapper. Here come another rapper trying to mess up another. You know, because we will ruin you. We sample your record, take it totally in the wrong direction. You know, fights and all of that. You know, I'm just joking. But this is more of me giving a tribute 
honoring and celebrating comic book culture. Not only the fact that hip-hop hip -hop and comic book culture, until, I didn't know this until Ed told me, Pete Rock, Just Blaze, Method Man, some of the guys put it on the forefront. But there's so many people that's coming out the world work now, yeah. and I'm saying past, present, and future. We're starting this publication so that, you know, maybe there's a 45 to 50-year-old guy who, who, who is just as, as passionate as we are and never got a chance to be an artist or writer. There's a kid sitting somewhere 11 years old who I want that kid to get that chance. So, you know, we started out with the idea, you know, DMC could do a comic book because of this. This all fell into play. A couple of years ago, uh, Rolling Stone Magazine, Eric, did a thing on... Went to, Rock, right? yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. went to other musicians and celebrities and say, if he was from that era, what was it about Run DMC? Our records, our style, all of that and stuff like that. And, you know, who did you like and all that? Chris Rock said, Run, and this is funny. I was like, they're getting closer to discovering my true identity. <laughs> Chris Rock says, Run and Jay were cool, but DMC was like our superhero. His presentation, how he rapped and wore, mm. the, I wore the gloves. You know what I'm saying? I'm this mild-mannered little kid that turned into the king of rock. And I was like, when Chris Rock said that, so there are things that I did creatively in my music profession that can transform to those pages positive. Always rooting, you know, take out the bad guys and fight for the underdogs and all of those. You know, I was a smart kid, glasses, like Superman. You know, I'm in college, like Spider-Man. You know, I really went to St. John's University. So all of those positive, which is really the power, when you look at these superheroes, and they ain't perfect, but those are the powerful things. So they say, yo, D, we're going to take that and we're going to put those on the pages of the comic. Now, the thing that is um, celebrating and authentic and traditional is this. This isn't DMC, the hip-hop rapping superhero, no. <laughs> in this universe right here, in this plane of existence, Daryl McDaniels from Queens is DMC, the uh, one of the baddest MCs ever in hip hop. No, not just say in music history. <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, all that. But in a comic book, Daryl McTennis is really a superhero. I'm a teacher at a school, English, you know, so all of those things coincide. But I just happen to be a superhero, demigod like Thor, who discovers, you know, all the stuff that I'm doing. And then, you know, the, 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 the angel appears to me and says, You have a bigger part to say. No, no, no. And the funny thing about the transformation. And evolution and um, inspiration is so crazy because even in my real in this universe, after doing all of that incredible Run DMC stuff, at the age of thirty five, I found out that I was adopted. Totally was a I, after look, I was an alcoholic, suicidal, metaphysical, spiritual wreck. Imagine doing all this Run DMC stuff. Waking up one morning, I mean, this is before Jay got shot and killed. Tragedy. And all of that. Jay, before Jay got shot and killed, Run DMC, before Run was the, officially the reverend, we was on the road overseas touring, touring, touring. Life was good. Millions of dollars. Life is great. I would come on stage every night and get depressed. I'm laying in my bed in my hotel room in Japan at the Four Seasons. <laughs> and Eric and my friends, D, you're DMC. How the hell could you be depressed? You're fucking DMC or Run DMC. First of all, I don't know what it is. Mm. So then I just got to the point where this feeling was uncomfortable in me. 
So I said, okay, if I do die tomorrow, y'all know the DMC story. Running Russell, Russell Simmons runs brother, run, put the group together, running Jay. Hollis, Queens, New York, my Adidas, walk this way, um, you know, cover Rolling Stone, you're all in there. You don't know about the little boy, Daryl, who's just a little kid just like you. So I said, just in case I, I was drinking myself to death, you know what I'm saying? Thinking about suicide, thankful I didn't do it. But I would really think, I would look off balconies and go, man, I want to jump, but I ain't jumping because if I jump and don't die, it's going to hurt. <laughs> True story, but I'm like, something's wrong. So make a long story short, I say, if I do die tomorrow, people know the DMC story, they know the I'll call my mother, I'm age 35. I'm an alcoholic, metaphysical, suicidal wreck. Hey, Mom, what's up? I'm writing a book. I know my birthday's May 31st, 1964. I just want to know three things to give to the reader about the day I was born. How much did I weigh? What time did I come in the world? What hospital? She told me those three things. Hung up the phone. An hour goes by. The phone rings. I go to the phone. It's my mother and my father. Age 35, alcoholic, suicide, a metaphysical, spiritual wreck. They goes, hey, hey, ma. Hey, dad. What's up? We have something else to tell you. Okay, shoot. Well, you was a month old when we brought you home and you're adopted. We love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so what? that yeah, so that whole thing. But but before I found that out, I had said to myself, "There's got to be a bigger purpose for me being here than just being DMC, the King of Rock." That was depressing me. Yeah. But find out there was a whole nother There's a there's a whole nother chapter of my existence that I even didn't know about. So all of those things is so perfect. Like you know, I started thinking, "Damn, I am a comic book." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the whole idea is to present it and be respectful. To comic book culture. I don't want to be the rapper to disappoint y'all, if you know what I'm saying. And more importantly, it's like when me and Run came along, hip-hop kind of was the same way it is now. It was monotonous. It was so negative. Not negative to the point where we were celebrating our negativity, but every story was a gang ghetto story. And I said, even in the ghetto, there's something good. And that's what we're going to present with this comic book. Something to inspire the kids, creativity. But more importantly, give all those comic books... The, the, the next generation of them to come, their chances. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah. And that's how I ended up here. Yeah, and then the idea is, in terms of the book, it's like like DMC was saying, it's really authentically looking at it first as a comic book, and even in the traditional sense of the superhero genre. So we're not trying to take the medium and do something in the sense of noir, or we're right. having page by page of like lyrics. No, we're actually going back to what we saw as two, two points in history. One point in history that's relevant for both hip-hop and comic book culture, and that was like the 80s. Um, in the 80s, obviously, hip-hop was uh, becoming pop with, with everything that Run DMC did in terms of record-breaking charts and stuff. In the 80s, also, we had the first graphic novels that were coming out, what with Frank Miller did with Daredevil, what, the, what John Byrne did with the Uncanny X-Men run. So we went back and we said, let's look at this authentically and how can we actually create a story. And so we said, let's make it a period piece. The story is going to take place in the 1980s in New York City. We're not going to create a fictional city. Mm. And it will be draped in hip-hop culture. So we're actually working with uh, graffiti legend um, Carlos Mayer, who's actually going to be doing wild-style graffiti as part of the background. And we're also working with legitimate artists like Damian Scott, writer Ron Wimberly, and then Salby Sam is actually going to be doing our cover with Klaus Jansen yeah. and the Inks. So we... You know, I and when we were talking about this for months, you know, I talked to a few other people, and other people were just kind of looking at the bottom line. Like, you know, you could always just outsource some talent to do this. It doesn't really matter. And my thing was, like, it's all about the roster. It can't just have the DMC brand. It has to have the roster. And right. we're, not we're not approaching this as a licensed property of DMC. DMC is our publisher, and I'm the editor-in-chief. So I approach this very seriously as, like, 
Because, Brian, you know, in my, in my background, I've worked with Marvel before doing some art shows. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was all about celebrating the amazing, diverse talent that Marvel's mm -hmm. had for, for over 70 years. And I keep in touch with many artists. I work with many artists. Um, so when it came to this project, I was like, this is an excellent opportunity to work with the best of the best right. and actually put them under this brand to work on this project. And, you know, it's like, you know, we look at Marvel as a, as a model, you know what I mean? Right. Because, I mean, like, we, we reference Marvel a lot. Daryl def re definitely references Marvel a lot when he does a lot of our interviews. And our um, book is kind of like going to be an homage to, to Marvel in its heyday and also like hip hop in its heyday in right. terms of like the art direction, in terms of the storytelling. And we're really trying to produce something that's going to be authentic to both mediums, which has never existed to this day. We're really trying to do what, what you know, DMC did with Run, with Walk This Way and Aerosmith. We're going to do this with, with comics, right. except, you know, we're going to be doing it on paper. And it's nice to hear thing. that that's the take. Right. It's mm -hmm. not trying to, you know, Throw in the, the characters as a different as as like the rapper style. Right, thing. No. some of the yeah. stuff even yeah. you see it with a lot of like rock and roll comics or whatever it is. Right. It it doesn't feel right. So it's right. Uh, it's good to to hear. Yeah, and I'm that. just the first superhero. No telling what the next guy be or what the villains. You know what I'm saying? I'm just the first guy. That's me. The other guy could be. Oof. Yeah, we don't want to give it away. We don't want <laughs> to give it away. <laughs> I don't say this much about the universe. Although right. the universe will be. The thing about like. The thing I loved about Marvel, like 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 um, Daryl said a lot, is that Marvel happens and still happens to this day in New York City. But the thing that's amazing about New York City is that there's so many pockets of New York City that you can't always tell a story about. Right. So nobody always tell, nobody gets to talk talk about the stories that are happening in East Harlem, that are happening right. in the Lower East Side, that are happening in Hollis Queens, that are happening right. all over. So we could still tell our story, and who knows, maybe our story is happening in a pocket of the universe that nobody's ever looked at, but it's still happening. You see yeah, what I'm right, saying? Exactly. So exactly. Uh, although you're going to see Wild Star Graffiti, you're going to see B-Boys breaking, you're going to see hip-hop fashion and mm. style and jargon, you're still going to see very much like an 80s vibe in terms of everything from punk rock to hip-hop. Because you got to remember, when hip-hop started in the 80s, MCs were rapping over other beats. There were no hip-hop beats. Nope. And hip-hop and punk rock and everything were the, were the same so, themes. Yeah, yeah. Like, DMZ told me many times, he would at, and, at a lot of his um, earliest shows, the Ramones would be in the oh, audience. Of course. So there was this yeah. constant Lou like, Reed. synergy. We opened for Lou Reed. <laughs> yeah, there was this constant and synergy. What? We opened for Lou Reed. 80% of them were... And this was like... This was like... I think we did Lou Reed before the Rockbox video got on MTV. So people was hearing the music, yeah. but they didn't know what the hell and who the hell Randy MC was. So 80%, Lou Reed personally asked for us. So this, it was weird awesome. to us. Shoot. But it was dope, because all we want to do is rhyme. Sure. So we will rhyme for the Pope, we will rhyme for the, <laughs> the, the, the whoever. So we go out there, and 80% is like, boo, get off the stage, we want to see Lou Reed. But 20% was, you know, after we did it, was like, cool, cool. The cool thing, Lou Reed went out there and, and checked his people, told him why they should love us. And then from there, that, you know, even Blondie did a rap song because yeah. she was influenced by Bam and all of that. So we want to keep it respectful to all cultures, which right. is that great melting pot of... Exactly. Uh, uh, the comic books is a great melting pot of creativity and idea... Uh, how you pronounce the ideology? ideology? Yeah, you got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, ideology. That's, yeah. that's what we're trying to... And also, at the same time, one of the things I've always loved about Marvel storytelling, which is, what we're, again, what we're trying to clearly emulate, is how Marvel really used the city and everything that was affecting in the city to really talk about deep-rooted issues. Although yeah. there were superpowers involved and a lot of fantasy, there were definitely metaphoric approaches to talking about real deep-rooted issues. Right. Like, issues of tolerance, issues Racism. of racial tolerance, issues of class, issues right. of, of injustice. Right. And, I, and we're going to address that. And the thing that's really cool about telling a story in the 80s is that the stuff that affects uh, many people living in cities today 
were still very relevant in the eighties. So it's not that oh we're going back to the eighties because it's this glory day and we're romanticizing. Right, it's not you know, trivial, if anything, right. it's just colorful because there was actually graffiti right, mural the the break dancing, the yeah, art. Exactly. Like it was, a, it was very artistic. You had um, you had uh, Keith Haring, you had uh, the dude um, what's his name, the black guy. Basquad, yeah, yeah. yeah. He died with a Run DMC ticket in his pocket. I had no idea. The, the day he died, his friends was coming in that white limo to pick him up to go to the, see Run DMC yeah. at the place that is now Webster Hall. Wow. That's Somebody crazy. told me, I was like, really? I was like, wow. Yeah. And then I saw his documentary, and his girlfriend at the time said, yeah. He went to France or somewhere. Like, he went to that rough time. Had to get out, went over to Europe, and came back, was excited. And she was like, yeah, he was excited because his boys, him and his boys, was going to run DMC cars. I was like, wow. So, I think so all of that is Yeah, the thing, thing about our, our story is that it's, it's like, like DMC keeps talking. It's definitely going to be a diverse story, and it's really going to be an opportunity to really show another side of New York that hasn't been told in, in, mm-hmm. a, in a comic book. Exactly. Uh, and it's like, you know, again, it's not romanticizing, but it's more than anything else celebrating, and we're trying to do something. Yeah. I mean, if, we, if I could leave you with one... Um, visual image. Um, just picture, and if you go to our website, DMC Comics, you'll see the um, DMC Comics.com, you'll see the first character designs that Damien Scott, Dexter Vines, and Christopher Sotomayor collaborated on. Damien is the character designer, but Dexter Vines is our anchor, and Christopher uh, Sotomayor is our colorist. They're great, too. Yeah, they're, they're fantastic. All really talented. They're really amazing. The, the character design we came up with, if you check out that character design, you're going to see a DMC that it's not the DMC we know. Uh, on record. In fact, the DMC that will be the school teacher is going to be the DMC we know with the black fedora, the black leather blazer, right. and the Adidas. And the kids going to take teacher. a cool because I'm right. cool. But the DMC, <laughs> DMC, the character, DMC, the superhero is going to be wearing the track suit, the gold chain, the Kango to hide his face. The the collar is going to be, uh, the Adidas suit is going to be up to his face <laughs> to hide his face. But if there's one visual I want to leave you with is, is like picture this DMC superhero instead of riding a surfboard, instead of swinging through the city. Imagine him riding an elevated train through New York City that's that's draped with wild style graffiti, and that's kind of like the image that we're trying to like really like convey that's out cool. there. That is really like an homage to all the art scenes that were in the '80s and that you really can't see anymore. You're not gonna see a graffiti mural unless that's crazy, like, I know. Unless, unless, unless you go you know, to Europe, unless you go to Europe, exactly. What's the uh, what's the format? The format we're gonna do a standard graphic novel uh, format, which is your you know your six it uh, just under seven time. inches by by ten inches, and then we're also gonna do an oversized graphic novel. Cool. This is actually one of the things we're really excited about because both Darren and I grew up with comics in the seventies and eighties, and a lot of the things that I loved about the seventies and eighties were those giant collector's oh, edition and Marvel yeah. used to put out. Um, and we're talking about the oversized book. So our oversized book is actually going to be an 11 by 17 oversized book, keeping true to the tabloid size of our pages. And that cover is going to be the cover that Salvi Semer, um, Carlos Mayer, and Klaus Janssen is going to do. One thing that I'm doing for that cover that I'm really excited about is going to be a gatefold cover. So it's going to be a back, front cover, and then a gatefold that pulls out. So it's technically going to be a three-panel cover. And then we're going to have the standard edition graphic novel that Damien Scott's going to be doing the cover for. And who knows, we might be doing a bunch of um, variant editions as well, because mm-hmm. I've been talking to a bunch of artists who mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. want to be a part of this. Uh, yeah. And literally just, it's, the outpouring is amazing, both on the hip-hop side and right. on the comic book side. The outpour is amazing. The amount of support we're getting is amazing. Mm-hmm. The, the People just really want to see this happen. Yeah. Comic book artists are approaching me. I'm not going to say anybody by name, but mm-hmm. literally the amazing artists are approaching me that they want to do covers. Hip-hop artists are coming out of the woodwork saying, I love comics. <laughs> yeah. you know, and crazy. it's really beautiful. It's like, if anything, one thing that Darren and I talk about is like, and I think Riggs and I discovered it when we did our last show, Marvelous That's Color. Riggs right there. Say hi, Riggs. 
<laughs> especially in the hip hop world, you know, with all the persona and the posturing. And when we did that first exhibition back in 2009 with Marvel, Marvelous Color, we had all these hip hop industry folks in this gallery, and all of that posturing and personas were left at the door, and the geeks came out at night. <laughs> like Houdini said, the freaks come yeah, out at night, man, the geeks came out at night. night. And everybody was like, you saw little posses of, of people, like, but what do you think about the Infinity Gauntlet? I'm saying, right. what, do you, what, do you, what do you think Thanos is approaching? And it was this amazing thing. So, the outpouring on both sides of the community is right. excellent, and I think that, I mean, DMC's been saying this consistently. He, myself, Riggs, and everyone involved in this project, we have a very, very big re responsibility. And as we all know, with great power comes great responsibility. So we're very yeah. excited about this. Well, yeah. I think it's great because the crossover is so obvious, but it never has been touched the way that it can be. That's so what he told us. Really? I was like, yeah. wow. He said, it was always like this. Yeah, it's always been like always this. Right everything up until this point, right people, people have been handled, you know, projects unfortunately have been handled as licensed properties or sometimes right. people just kind of go in a different direction. And, you know, we're very, we're, we're being very authentic to mm -hmm. the superhero genre. We're being very, cool. very authentic to it. Right, yeah. yeah. It's the comic first. Yeah, it's the comic, comic first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. But, uh, this, this is awesome, though. Just being here, hanging out with you. I know. Are you guys going to get the tour after this? Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, so where can fans can find out more about the projects, yes. find you guys, what social links, all that Simple. good stuff. Let Just them know. go to dmc-comics.com. You can follow us on Twitter, which is at DMC Makes Comics, and we're also on Facebook, Daryl Makes Comics. Just as you know, DMC may have stood at one point for devastating my control, which it still is. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> but that universe. From this day forward, it's also going to stand for Daryl Mix Comics. Comics. So it's, it was kind of easy to come up with the name. Yeah, like, yeah I remember <laughs> we were in that boardroom. We were like, well, what, what are we going to call this? What are we going to call it? Like, Darryl and they're like, oh, Daryl Mix Comics. But you were Daryl Mix Comics before you were DMC. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Circle, oh, for real. I like yeah. that. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. Like that for for real. Real. I think it was probably two or three times that I actually took my sketch pad and drew my own comic. I don't know what the characters was, but I, I drew like a, what, 21-page comic. And then one time I did like a storyboard because I was so, um, you know, because growing up it was comic books, it was that Bruce Lee era. Yeah. And then Marvel <laughs> created the White Tiger. With the Sons of the Tiger, And I remember yeah, yeah. I drew this storyboard of this, no, it was actually the White Tiger. I drew a story, I drew my own story of the White Tiger. Yeah, if you could find yeah. that, that would be awesome. Yeah, I, know, I was just going to say, I gave it to a friend uh, in my <laughs> elementary school. Uh, got tracked down. You're going to come down. out of the woodwork. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's going to come out on eBay. You know? So, you know, maybe I got to pull out my sketchbook because maybe I got to do a cover. Maybe do a cover. I was just about to say, maybe do a cover. Get Dex to But it's going to be fun. It's going to be a compliment. It's going to be tribute. It's going to be a celebration. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll let me know when everything comes oh, together. Oh, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock and roll. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming by, and uh, yeah, just check it all out when it comes together. Oh, yeah. New York Comic Con time? Yes. Yes. All right, October. Yes. Thanks right. for having us. Yeah, Thanks this is Marvel, in. your universe. <laughs>